Series 9. Series 9. Series 9. Series 9. Yes. Welcome to another episode of Two Guys, One Topic. I'm Ollie. And as always, I'm Liam. And for those that don't know, if we've got any new listeners, as we start this ninth series, each episode, we take a topic that we know very little about, and we give ourselves the week to read and research all about it. The idea being that we do some hard work, and then we share what we feel are the most important pieces of information with our listeners. Exactly. And just so everybody knows, we are not experts in anything that we talk about on the pod. This is just a summary of our findings. Hopefully, by sharing some knowledge with you all, we can all learn a little bit more about a whole lot of things. Exactly. So let's get on with it. Let's crack straight on with a very two guys, one topicy topic. The Pyramids. This is exciting, Ollie. Oh, Who would have thought we'd have a ninth exciting. series of our podcast? <laughs> I'm sure we say that as the first line of every series. But yeah, here we are, still going. This is exciting stuff. We've had a, a few months off. If people want to go back and listen to, we we did say why, why life had got in the way a little bit. But here we go, start of series nine. Really looking forward to it. Yeah. Same as before, we've uh, we've picked, a, like I said, a, a very two guys, one topicy topic. You know, one of those things that you probably know everything about, but don't really know much about when you actually think about it. Does that make yeah. sense? This yeah. also, this also for our um, our listeners who learn things to help their children out, like when they learn about volcanoes and things like that. This is a, another episode that's going to come up in school, so we might have a bunch of downloads from dads trying to help out their kids and mums uh, and mums. Yeah, true. But we're dads, so that's why I said dads. <laughs> so here we go. Let's talk about some pyramids. Then we just thought this would be a a good topic, as you say, one of those things, everybody's heard of them, surely. But who and what and how and why and all of those types of questions. Like we like to do, Liam, do you want to say, what was it that you thought you knew about the pyramids before you got into the reading and the research? Um, well, like I said, this is one of the things you learn at school, right? So they're in Egypt. They've been there for a blimmin' long time. They're massive. They built them using those rolly, you know, they put like logs down and they rolled everything like roll one, put a log down, roll one, put a log to get the, the stones moving. Do you remember learning that? I um, don't actually remember learning the pyramids in school. I definitely did. But yeah, I no, I, I don't. I mean, I don't know a lot of the who's and the what's and the where's and the when's and, and the why's and all those sorts of things. So go on. I, what, what about yourself? In the desert, in Egypt, those big yellow triangle shaped things and yeah egyptian ancient egyptians that built them but not really sure why they would have wanted to to build them or i also will come on to this a bit later i didn't realize how big they are some of the ones that we're yeah, talking that... about today are enormous yeah so when we're, we're so let's just nail this down then we're talking about the pyramids of giza Good the point. big, yep. massive, yellowy ones that you see everywhere, that if you think of a pyramid, you probably think of these. There are other pyramids in the world, spoiler alert, uh, but we are talking about these three big mamas that are just sit just outside Cairo. We've talked about one of the other like, really famous pyramids in terms of the one at Chichen Itza, haven't we? Yeah. When we did the, yeah. the Wonders of the World 
episode. So if anybody wants to go back and listen to that topic, that's quite an interesting one. Yeah, very true, very true. This, this, the pyramids, of course, being one of the ancient ones of the world and the last one standing, we mentioned that in that same episode too. So, uh, yeah. And if you listen to that episode, then this will make sense. Matthew and Petra redeemed great chicken at the column of the Taj Mahal. Yeah, there you go. That's the seven ones of the world. I actually did that to myself this, <laughs> earlier this week as well. <laughs> um, but yeah, so yeah, we're talk- talking about yeah the the ancient pyramids of Giza and who and what they're all about. One of the things I've got to get it in there really quickly. Seeing as your etymology, Liam, did you look about the etymology of pyramid this week? Nope. I figured that <laughs> wouldn't have much etymology to it, so I didn't. If I'm honest. So- I think we also need to have a slight disclaimer about this week because you need to make sure what you're reading and where you're reading it from is accurate. Because I think the other thing that people might might be aware of is that a whole load of people out there sort of doubt the pyramids and think that aliens might have built them. Yeah. yeah. So you just need to sort of verify the information a couple of times from some, from some reliable sources. So hopefully this should be true in terms of etymology in what it means. So the word pyramid, it actually comes from the Greek word pyramis. So obviously the Greeks were after the Egyptians. And apparently pyramis is the wheat cake that the uh, that the Greeks used to eat. It's like a pointy cake. So they decided that they would then call the pyramids after this pointy wheat cake that they used to eat. Because uh, that what made sense to them at the time, and that sort of just stuck. And apparently, the ancient Egyptian word for pyramids was mer, like gold, frankincense, and mer. <laughs> Can't be that surely. M e r as the as the spelling, so slightly different spelling, but yeah. So it comes from the Greek word pyramis. And I, I was interested to know where they are. Now, obviously, we know they're in Egypt, and I think if you were to guess where they were, I'd imagine a lot of people would say they're somewhere near the Nile, which they are. Uh, probably near Cairo, which they are. But I was amazed. Uh, did you see how close they are to Cairo? Yeah, yeah, really close. Like, surely you think they're sitting in the middle of a desert somewhere. Like, the city comes right up next to them, doesn't it? Yes. If you look at a camera shot from the wrong angle, well, you know, I guess they're trying to promote it, so they do it from the right angle, so it looks like it's in the desert. Spin the camera around, be the other side of the pyramid. It's just like a sprawling city, like right next to them. Yes, yeah. Yeah, apparently that's um, something that, tourists when they then go there they don't realize until they're there because like you say all the images and pictures that you see is from the camera from the city angle going outwards yeah yeah but, no. but yeah it's right it's um on the banks of the nile which is quite important in in one of the reasons why they are where they are which yeah. we might talk about later when we talk about like how they built them but yeah right on the banks of the nile um yeah just outside cairo so these, these pyramids that we're talking about the pyramids of giza they're pretty old you know, they're, they're from a long time ago, we're saying from the ancient Egyptians, and they were built during a time where Egypt was one of the richest and most powerful civilizations in the world. And these structures have been around for thousands of years, and they've been almost like bamboozling people as to how and why they got there in the first place. And so hopefully we can just go through this and shed some light on it, because it's it's been a really interesting topic this week. Yeah, 4,500 years ballpark. Like, that is... And they're still there, which is, like... is. 
our, our building's going to be around for 4,500 years. You know what I mean? Like, like Big Ben. Is it going to be there for another... How long is it... Like, is it going to be there for another 4,000 yeah. Yeah. years? Yeah, exactly. The, it's hard, hard to get your head around 4,500 years ago when they were when they were put there and they they know that definitively for a couple of reasons one is just from text of knowing when the people who are responsible for building built them and when they yep. lived and then the other one is by just being able to do some um like radiocarbon dating of the the stones and knowing how old they actually are to be able to pinpoint it down so we yep. definitely know that four and a half thousand years is really accurate yeah, true. So what are they then? Like, what are they? Because I, like, I'm sure I'm not the only one in thinking, are they just giant statues, sculptures? I don't know what you'd call it. What's the point of them? Why, why are they there in the first place? That was one of the first things I Googled. Yeah, in terms of, like, why, why do people want to have them there? Yeah. They were used for, like, all, all different like ceremonial reasons, I suppose. But the the biggest one, maybe or the, the main one, is just that they were built by the pharaohs who were kings at the time and they were burial complexes, basically. It was yeah. to, to yeah. just have this grand burial place to then see you from life on earth going into the afterlife. Yeah, very similar, another episode, to our episode about the terracotta warriors and the terracotta army, isn't it? It's very yes. similar. They would build... It massive, elaborate burial chambers so that when they died, they could be there. They could be buried with treasures and things that they might want to take into the next world in the thought that obviously this would then help them get into the afterlife and they would take their treasures with them and they could give their treasures as a gift to the gods that would help them be reincarnated and, you know, that sort of thing. Yes. Um, yeah, yeah right. essentially. Yeah, essentially just like... Like a huge coffin, like is it? Is it yeah. sort of like that? Yeah. So yeah, it definitely was. So it was. It was the main tomb for the kings. They also used it as a site for sacrifices. So maybe either um, some animals or human sacrifices. Places of worship. Um, very much so that people would then go there after kings died, because there there was then that belief that those kings or pharaohs, they they go on then living, and so you then carry on carry on worshiping gods at the the pyramids when they'd been built it's maybe worth just saying about the the status of pharaohs and and kings at the time when these were being built four and a half thousand years ago yeah yeah so a pharaoh was was like the king of egypt i, I had a little look about that do you know there are about they think there are about 170 pharaohs in ancient egyptian time spanning about three thousand years so like they were around for a long time um, the thing that we've got to get our heads around that we can't really, I, I don't think we'd believe is they were seen much more than a, than a, a person, weren't they? They were yes. almost like godlike themselves. They were really, really revered as like this, this bridge between us and the gods, even though they were just a person basically as a king. Yeah. Um, and you know, what they said would go and, and it was in our, uh, it was in the, the, the other people's interest to help them out into their next life because even after death, they could still reign over them and things like that. Yeah, exactly. They were almost like the, the mediators from God, 
they were saying gods or the gods that they believed in their words and they were just doing it here down on earth and then what they would then do is they would build these big old tombs and the way that they built them which was interesting to me in terms of the looks i always think of them as you said earlier those big yellow triangles maybe with like the jaggedy edges that you'd see going up the sides yeah, of the blocks steps. are being built yeah stepped <laughs> that makes more sense they um yeah what what they really had when they were initially built was they had smooth sides so yeah. they didn't have those stepped sides they had it nice and smooth and they were all covered with white limestone yeah. And the idea of this was because they're out in the desert and there's so much sun that they would then reflect the sunlight. And it's almost like that light, you know, is, is shining upwards. And so it's pointing towards where that tomb or the person who had been buried, where they would then be going to. So, yeah, they, they would look a lot different and a lot nicer than what they do today. Yeah. And along that line, they were they were also on the west. Do you know, they were on the west coast of the Nile. Because the Egyptians believed that every night the sun was like a god and the sun would go down um, and it would die every evening in the west and it would travel around and it'd be reborn in the east. And the thought being that if the, the pharaohs could be on the west where the sun died, then their soul would follow the sun round into the underworld yeah. and then up and come be born again on the east in like like reborn every day and become immortal uh in the in the you know the afterlife like but i mean that's a bit crazy isn't it <laughs> a lot of thought <laughs> a lot a lot of thought went into how and why and where they were put which we'll get onto which yeah re really interesting so if we if we think about we're talking about the there are three pyramids at giza really there were three pyramids, but as we were saying, there are lots more throughout Egypt, but there had to be a first one. There had to be one that started all of this off. And we're pretty confident when I say we, the Egyptologists, they're pretty confident that they know which is the oldest one, don't they? And they think they know yeah, when God. it was built and by who. A king or pharaoh called Sneferu, Sneferu was the first to create this pyramid. It's interesting, like these pharaohs, they would start building these almost as soon as they became came into power. Like I think, like we'll talk about it later, how long it takes to build one. So they come into power, right, Ollie, you're now the new pharaoh. Right, I better start thinking about my burial complex because in yeah. like 50 years time, I'm going to die. So I better build one. Like, I better get ready. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Anyway, this, this King Sneferu, yeah, he built the first, well, he had a couple goes at it, didn't he? And it's quite interesting to have a look at a couple of them he built a very poor one that fell apart then he built a very funny one that's called the bent pyramid that basically it was almost there but it went a bit wrong and he eventually built an actual one that's known as the red pyramid isn't it um yes that's right and, uh, the, the red pyramid's considered like the first true pyramid um and after that when sneferu died he then had a son and it was pharaoh khufu who was the first yep. Egyptian king to build a pyramid in Giza. So when we then yep. start talking about the Giza pyramids, the, the first one is Khufu. Yeah, so this is the son of the guy that made the first pyramids. So his son then basically took up the mantle and, okay, dad, I've seen you build. You had to go up building three pyramids. Hold my beer. That's sort of thing, <laughs> isn't it? That's what he said, you know? And he, he built the Great Pyramid. So we've got the three pyramids of Giza, the most famous one, 
arguably is the Great Pyramid of Giza. And that is the largest of the ones that was built. And it was approximately 147 meters high. Yeah. Like try and yeah. get try and get your head around that. Like all of those years ago, how how high is 147 meters? Yeah. It's almost it's equivalent to about a 14-story building. Yeah. It's actually, and then the base, the square base running around the, because it's got a square base and then like the four triangles sort of pointing up, if you like. The square base was about 230 meters each. Like that's so long. Yeah. It's it's crazy. Um, It's not actually that high anymore, is it? Because like you were saying, so they used to have limestone, this really shiny limestone, but it was basically over all these thousands of years got snaffled, didn't it? Like people was taking it and looting it and using it elsewhere. So it's lost a bit of its height. Obviously they don't look quite as shiny as they do now, but, but yes. So Khufu built the first pyramid, the great, the great pyramid of Giza. He built it somewhere like 2,575 BC, something like that. Yeah. He built the, the really, really big one. Um, and then yeah, Khufu died. <laughs> He had a son called Caffrey. Yeah. So Caffrey then built the second pyramid and, you know, similar, similar very much to the first one. And then you've then got the third pyramid, which was built by Caffrey's son, which was built by Menkori. And that was 2490 yeah. BC. Yeah. So like four generations, the first guy builds some pyramids, gets it wrong, eventually gets one right. It's quite little. His son builds a massive one. And his son builds one. Incidentally, the second pyramid, uh, Caffrey, he also built the Sphinx, which is, uh, you know, which is there. They think probably to protect him in the afterlife. But yeah, he built the Sphinx and then his son built the third pyramid. So the, 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 the Sphinx that you're saying there, they think that it's got the face of Caffrey. And yeah. so it's Caffrey's face on a lion's body, essentially. Yeah. Super famous. Yeah. We'll put up a picture of it on our socials just in case anybody isn't sure what it's the Sphinx looks one like. One of the largest sculptures in the world, and it was sculpted out of a single piece of limestone, but it's like 70 meters high or something. And it, it is absolutely enormous, but because it, it has eroded quite a lot, so it doesn't quite look like perhaps what some of the pictures, you know, what we sort of think it might have used to look like. Yeah. But yeah. So, yeah, he seven, built, he... 73 meters long and 20 meters high. It's a. Yeah pretty big single piece of limestone that they've uh, built that out of but yeah so it's basically three three generations built three pyramids uh, but when you look at them the one that you think is the biggest which is Caffrey's the second the second one built looks to be the biggest pyramid in almost e from almost every angle that you look the reason though is that he built it on slightly higher ground so it's not quite as high as his dad's pyramid, but it does it does appear to be as be higher. But that's because it started higher up. Yes, so. but they actually get smaller as they go through the generations, don't they? Yeah, yeah, so you've got yeah, yeah. The Biggest one, middle one, third one. But yeah, as you say, I don't know if he's maybe just trying to outdo him and be that little bit closer to the gods by just making his his one be slightly higher and bit bit closer to um to where he'll eventually need to get to. Bit of a shorter yeah. journey. And then over time, because I was interested, I was like, well, why is there only three pyramids then? Why didn't they just keep doing it? Essentially, what happened is this, this whole belief that pharaohs are, are, are deities and like they're much more than a man, that whole belief sort of started to wane and people stopped sort of buying into it and they lost their power and the, and the ability to just spend money and, and 
you know, employ all these workers. And although people did keep building pyramids, it required an awful lot of money. And if you weren't like the really, really big pharaohs, you know, I can't imagine you could afford it. And also, like we were saying, if you if you build a pyramid, right, let's say you die and build a pyramid and it's full of gold because you're taking it to the afterlife. Uh, as soon as it's there, everybody knows that pyramid's got a dead person in full of gold. Like, <laughs> yeah. They all just got raided. They all, all of them. Just, they all yeah. just got smashed to bits because everyone just went in and just took everything. And there was so, there was a little bit of as it went through the years, as you're saying, the, the state of a pharaoh started to to dwindle. But it was then other people coming in. And we're talking about over hundreds of years, like a thousand years. People say, well, you know, we don't we don't need to have Khufu's uh, pyramid looking as good it is as good as it is. Let's take off some of that stone and build other temples, or I'm going to build my yeah. own thing with some yeah. of that. You know, who's who was that Khufu? I've got no idea. So they then yeah. started to destroy them essentially as well there was a, a sultan in the, the 12th century and he set about really trying to destroy them he was trying to show that he was super powerful and he was now in charge um and he was the he was al aziz uthman apparently and he wanted to show his uh his strength and that he was now the the, the new kid on the block and he got a crew of workmen they tried to bring down menkuru's temple but it cost so much time and money and effort. And they just realized that they weren't able to do it. So on the north face of Mankuri's pyramid, there's a big gouge out the middle. So you can see where they've tried to do it. But the pyramids were so well built, it was too hard to try and destroy them. So they ended yeah. up giving up. Wow. Yeah, there you go. Which does lead us nicely, I think, probably, to what is the more interesting thing about the whole episode. How on earth did they build the pyramids? <laughs> what? <laughs> well, it should be straightforward, right? We've had, we've had over four, four and a half thousand years to figure this out. We've got so much better technology now. Surely we should be able to then just go, yeah, write a computer program. How did you build those? How did you put all of those blocks in place to build this structure, surely. Absolutely. So we might we might have some new listeners this series, right? So I know we've been nailing a couple of other episodes. I'm going to throw two more at you, right? The Oscars. Why are they called the Oscars? Not even the Oscars, no. Paracetamol. How does paracetamol work? Not even the NHS, no. Right? <laughs> These things in life, they're just there. The pyramids, how are they built? They don't know. Scientists, they don't, there's no definitive answer. Everyone's got an idea, and there are some that are slightly, probably more likely than others, but there's no evidence or proof that this is what happened. Which is why so, aliens built them. <laughs> surely, surely that's the reason why. So the problem that people have got when trying to come up with a theory is you've got, you've got four basic problems of trying to figure it out that, like, how were the blocks quarried? and carved into shape? How were they transported from the quarries or the construction site? How were they then raised up to then be like the level and the height of what the pyramids were? And then how was the structure so square? How was it in a position where it ended up where it all neatly lined up and they've got this super accurate, um, super accurate construction considering that they built it without machines i mean when you, again casting your minds back four and a half yeah. thousand years they had very very basic tools in place but a lot of people um yeah basic 
wooden tools and copper tools that might have been in place. And no iron, no iron. So the pyramid has, the, the, great, the great pyramid, has approximately 2.3 million stones in it. Got million. It. Did you get that right? right? Just say that again, just in case anyone 2. didn't hear. 2.3 million, right? Each stone, on average, weighs three tons. Three tons. That's as heavy as an SUV. As like a think of a big four by four, dead weight. Yep. It's as heavy as one of them. That means the whole thing weighs somewhere between six and seven million tons. How on earth did they do that? How are they moving car-sized blocks from flipping miles away yep. in a quarry? Actual miles. Um, yeah. I, it, how are they getting them? So high. And you've, How you've, are said, they that, on the top? you've said the, the average weight. Do you want to let everybody know what the heaviest weight yeah. stone was? There are stones that they know are in where the, the main tomb, okay, where the pharaoh's body rests, okay, in the main chamber that weigh 80 tons. Yeah. Eight, zero tons. That is 32 SUVs in one place. Like, it's just a single Holy. block. That's one one single block of granite weighing 80 tons that has been moved. And the, the mind-blowing part about that piece of granite in particular is that they know that it came from over 800 kilometers away. Yeah. Yeah, the granite. Yeah, because so in the mid... So we said the pyramid's made of limestone, right? Most of it. But in the middle of the pyramid, it's made of granite because granite is really strong. So the pyramid won't collapse in on its own weight. So the middle is granite. Now, like you were saying, we, the, the, um, the archaeologists, they know where these the, the quarries were. They, you know, they can carbon date this stuff. They know where it came from. A lot of the limestone came from relatively close, up to about 10 miles away from a few different quarries. But the granite, yeah, came from 500 miles away. And it's weighing up, up to 80 tons in one piece. I like what you told me about the planning that they, that they went into just trying to get that single piece of granite. Yeah. So we were you were saying like one of the issues. So so limestone, limestone cuts real easy. Like if you if you smash a piece of limestone, it will cut dead straight, like a piece of slate will. When you quarry it out, it quarries out real nice, like big square blocks. Granite, not so much. Granite takes absolutely ages to get it into the shape that you want it to be in. So apparently, the archaeologist of the Great Great Pyramid, his name is Hemi Unu. He sent uh, five hundred workers. To the, to the granite quarry 12 years before he needed the granite in the middle of the pyramid because that was how long it would take to get the granite out the ground and into the shape they needed it. 12 years ahead of time he planning that. Wow. That's incredible, isn't it, that they actually did that? Yeah. The, the funny thing is that we're saying some stories like that where you've got some, some really accurate detail that we know that actually happened but what we haven't got is how they then actually built the pyramids and put them together, which yeah. is, it is quite funny. Yeah. Like how is, how is there no record of it anywhere yeah. at all? And then this, this is then led over the thousands of years where people have then been wondering about how they've been built and they sort of figure one thing out and then it raises more questions and then it doubts the theory that they had in the first place. And so it's, yeah, it's a, a real intrigue about how they actually then managed to do it. Maybe one of the things that we can talk about is how they then moved the blocks. So we think they've probably nailed this part down. So we, we think we've got a pretty good idea how they moved it from the quarries. 
yeah, you know, archaeologists have found certain tools and things, and they can prove certain things. It's very likely they were dragged on sleds, not the uh, the rolling one log underneath a rock followed by another log, and everyone runs around to the front like that. That didn't happen. Whereas sleds, there there are there are images, aren't there? I think of like on on walls and things of like actual people pulling them with rope. So we know they probably were dragged there, but. That wasn't for the Great Pyramid of Giza. That wasn't for any of the Giza ones. That was a few hundred years later that there was, and I'm I'm going to butcher his name, De Hooped Hoptep, <laughs> whoever, <laughs> whoever that was. There was some hieroglyphics, a picture of a statue of him, which would be about a similar size to some of the stones that they've used in the the Great Pyramid of Giza, being okay. dragged, uh, being dragged along by a couple of hundred hundred workers and the the way that they they showed that those stones were dragged so as you were saying on sleds and then it would be that you'd have people at the front who'd either be pouring water or pouring oil to try and lubricate it to make the the sand go hard so you're not like trudging it through soft sand that makes sense yeah. so there, there's a lot yeah. of thought to having to do it you were saying there about we know that they they didn't do or very very highly unlikely they didn't do the tree rolling one where you just put one log in front of the other to move it around one because of the weight of these stones in the first place and two you're saying that there were 2.3 million blocks used for the great pyramid there wouldn't have been enough trees in egypt that you could have cut down to then make that rolling method work that's yeah. another reason I like, sort of blows their mind. So they're pretty sure it was sleds that moved the the stones to position. Yeah. Or there is some other evidence that they uh, they floated them up the Nile. The Nile would flood for three months every year. And we said, like, they put the pyramids right next to the Nile. One of those reasons is for logistical purposes. Like, they could get big, massive bricks, rocks there, blocks there, uh, when the Nile flooded. It doesn't flood anymore, but they could. They also dug some artificial waterways and things, they think, to float them along. But, I mean, how you're floating stuff this heavy, I don't even know if I believe that. Like, <laughs> do, did they have what? They built a boat out of wood that would float, float these things that were weighing, like, tons and tons and tons. Don't know. Um, so, so they know. So, so we do know where the rocks, the blocks came from. It's, we're pretty sure how they got them there to the place. Do we want to talk about just the people as well? Because... I learned at school, I'm sure I was taught that they were slaves. You yeah. know, and they were whipped and then like, whoosh, 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 come on, yes. get me this rock. Like you will work for 20 years to build this pyramid and, uh, you know, or else, whatever. Uh, but that's not the case, is it? No, they, they actually have found evidence where they're pretty sure that they were skilled workers who were employed to work on building the pyramids. And yeah, amazing. That these workers were were treated well and they were looked after and that they were given prime beef as a, as a meal and that they were paid in bread and jugs of beer um so they, wow. they'd maybe their wages would be 10 loaves of bread and a jug of beer per day yeah they excavated out like almost like a town nearby like a barracks they think and yeah they 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 can um you know they find old bones sort of from cattle and things and they they can and like plates and bowls and they can work out actually these guys were not slaves they were actually probably well paid as far as egyptians were concerned i read that also they're conscripted and that every year they had to work for a certain amount of time for the egyptian government on construction projects 
So every year we would, if we were there, we'd have to go and work and just build something for a month. And because at this time, remember, like we said, they believed that the Pharaoh is a God, essentially. Yes. And if the God says, I need you to come and work for a month on this, on this pyramid, why wouldn't you be doing that? Like you got to get, you know, that's a mindset that we can't imagine. We can't get our head around that at all. Like the, the hard labor that they would have done at that time in that heat in the desert and what have you for what seems like very little reward, but they would then be thinking that that will then serve them well in the afterlife as well. Yeah. By having yeah. helped out their, their God in inverted commas uh, on earth, that will then serve them well in the future as well. I was reading that they, yeah. that those, those workers that they had, that they might've had, you know, a bit of humor uh, back in the day as well. And saying that they were paid in jugs of beer they they've found some hieroglyphics of some of the different names of the groups of people and the gangs of people that would then work. And there was yeah. one that they've translated when they were working on the, the Menkuri pyramid that their gang was translated as the drunkards of Menkuri. So they seem to yeah. think that they were paid in lots of beer and they, they think that they might've, if they worked harder, it was an incentive. We'll give you more beer. And so there was this group who they put in more effort and they then got more beer and they were known as the drunkards of Menkuri. So the issue isn't where the rocks came from or who did it or how they got them there. The issue and the thing that, uh, you know, engineers and archaeologists and scientists, they, they can't nail down how they got the blocks from the ground up <laughs> 140 meters to put on the blimmin' pyramid when they've got no real cranes or anything like that and they weigh upwards of three tons each. And that is critical. Like, nobody knows how that happened. <laughs> <laughs> they don't. Isn't that mind-blowing? We've not been yeah, able to work know. it out. Not been able to work it out how they did it. There's no, um, yeah, there's, there's no hieroglyphics. scripts, yeah, hieroglyphics or any surviving documentation about how they managed to do it. So that a couple of theories that they've got is that there, it might have been a ramp method. <clears throat> yeah. So you then put these stones on the start of a ramp and then you would then drag them up this ramp, put them into place and then lay the blocks, you know, one by yeah. one, yeah. which could seem to work. But then you then think, how big are we talking that this is 14 stories high and how big yeah. would that ramp then need to be? Yeah. Because it's got to be shallow enough, like not steep enough that they can still drag the rocks. And the problem you've got is the steeper the ramp, the more impossible it becomes to drag these rocks up. You just, it just can't happen. It's like a mechanics problem in maths. There's just too much force pulling back on it. You, you, so they reckon it would have to be no more than a 10 degree lift on the ramp. But to get that high, the ramp's now got to be, you know, hundreds and hundreds of meters long. Yeah. How, but, but the ramp has got to be built out of rocks because it, otherwise it would collapse under the weight of everything. So how on earth do they do that? And that, yeah, and that is that is essentially the problem. Nobody can quite work out how they got them up there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Or they've they've even come up with ideas of not just having one straight ramp going to the side. That there might have been like a corkscrew ramp that went yeah around the pyramid. Round the pyramid, and as, as they got higher and higher, then that ramp would then uh -huh. um, go further and further up to the top of the pyramid. But again, as you were saying, just the effort and the physics that go into that is yeah. is mind-boggling i don't think we've said it actually they've taken estimates about the number of people that worked on it so we're saying that they weren't slaves but we know that there were yeah. lots of people they think 
that they had around 20,000 workers who were working on the pyramids um, to, to get them built over a period of about 20 years. Yeah, amazing. But yeah, like I don't think we can nail that down enough. They've got no idea quite how it worked, quite how they got the rocks and the blocks up the pyramid. Like they wouldn't have had cranes. Like it, it's mind boggling. Remember these things, were, like well, they were three tons at a minimum. They are minimum the weight of a four by four dead weight, like minimum, not on wheels. Like now just imagine, oh, so I will, would you pull it? It's easy. World's strongest man. Like they're not on wheels, are they? It's just dead weight. Like, yeah, exactly. Mental. It would have been, it would have been like pulley systems and they'd have used lots of pulleys to uh, spread the load and things, obviously. But yeah, pretty, pretty 2.3 million of them as well. Remember 2.3 million blocks to build this pyramid. So yeah. A lot, a lot Mental. of work. What, what, um, what people think they might be settling on as an agreement about how they did it, but again, there's no proof for this, is it could be that they built the first third using a ramp method, and then they then built the, the remaining two-thirds from the inside out. But again, that, that isn't, um, that isn't, hasn't been proven conclusively. You're still, still going to need the rocks up there somehow. Yeah. Like the yeah, inside yeah, out yeah. plan, it, it's, you still need the rocks, um, the blocks. Crazy. What, so they've built the pyramid. What's in it? What do you think's in it? I... What, what did you think was in it? So I, yeah, I, say, I said this to you earlier on in the week. I thought they were like, not quite hollow. <laughs> I didn't. I thought you could maybe see what was in them. I don't think I had any idea how big they really were to have thought about it before. But it turns out they're, they're, they're super dense. It's like it's not just a shell of blocks on the outside going up like, yeah. like a big no, triangle. Yes, yeah, super dense with a couple of chambers. There's basically, yeah, there's there's a couple of burial chambers, like rooms, if you like, where the pharaoh would sit. Um, but it's not a lot more than that, is there? There's like an entrance, there's a couple of corridors, a few air hatches. I read that there's the reason there's more than one burial chamber is because he could have died at any moment and they didn't know. So as they're building it, they've put a couple of chambers in as they go ah, okay. before they get to the main king's chamber, which is like smack in the middle, yes. which is the big one, just in case he died beforehand so they could bury him like there and then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, 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 that makes sense. And then what they then decide to do afterwards maybe is they would then, if they did survive for when it was finished, they would then bury the family in the other ones. Uh, yeah. In the, in yeah. the smaller chambers that they have. I was also wondering about, in terms of what's inside, is if it's booby-trapped? Huh. Hollywood would have you believe that you can't open a door without like a load of spikes coming out the ground or something. Exactly. But it turns out they're not booby-trapped at all. So there, there's none of that, like a boulder rolling down a, a hill that's going to then kill you if you go inside. But they're just made so super dense and with so many rocks that you can't go off into different passages if you want to just go wandering, if you like. And so, yes, it's really hard to get around them. It's very, or what appears to be, you know, a very, um, you know, obvious way which you might then travel. But they've been trying to do like deeper investigation in terms of what it then looks like on the inside. And they've been doing something called cosmic ray imaging. Yeah. Yeah. Basically, like, yeah, trying to, I don't know, imagine it'd be a bit like radar or something or like sonar or, or something like that. Yeah, where it's like an X ray. So, yeah. So this. It. It's, so it's 10,000 times stronger than doing an X-ray. So it yeah. 
beams through the through the pyramid and then they can sort of get an idea about where these different chambers are and what what they look like uh, from the outside but the egyptian government don't want anybody going in and starting to bury it or um, starting to dig around and uncover or destroy things so they're having to do it using new technology and they have found some haven't they but they're struggling to work out how to get to them and things like that you read yeah that? that's right yeah so they found you know they've done this found oh there's a, a chamber or passageway like through there but remember we're talking these are like 200 meters square on the bottom they're quite a they're quite a big beast like you know you might know there's a corridor over there but how are you getting to that exactly like you're going to start smashing it apart just to go and see what's in there like they're not going to let that happen are they? <laughs> no so they know they're there but what's in them i guess we don't know as a maths geek i was amazed with how accurate they are and this is this is pretty mental they had no count. Cal- well, I mean, they must have had calculators, but not in our sense. Do you know they're almost exactly aligned with north, south, east, west? Incredible, isn't it? Like to to point not one of a degree. They are almost bang on north, south, east, west. How on earth did the Egyptians do that four and a half thousand years ago? And that's the other thing that people can't quite get their heads around and why they think that it can't have been the ancient Greeks that did it and it must have been aliens or some sort of other civilization because of the accuracy of the build. Yeah. And yeah. what what it then also does is it lines up with the the equinox as well. So in terms of the yeah. light going, you know, flush on one side of it when you've got the the sun um doing the autumn or the the spring equinox. And it's, yep, just, it's just mind-boggling that it, it then the accuracy which they managed to do it. The sides of the pyramid are almost exactly the same as well by like millimeters. Like these are two hundred and something meters long, but they are exactly the same. It's a perfect square on the bottom, absolutely perfect. The angles of the pyramid, like the angles of elevation, are exactly the same everywhere on the pyramid. Like the point of the pyramid is bang on the center of the square. If you look down yeah. on it, the point is absolutely in the center. How how are they doing this? <laughs> We've blocked the that big. I read a thing about how humans struggle to believe that we ever forget anything. How like that it might well be that they did know something and over many generations of pyramids not being built, humans have lost that skill. And we're waiting for someone to find it out again. Yeah, yeah, so it, yeah, yeah. So it's hard for us to believe that they they can't possibly have known something we don't know. Yep. But but it's very likely that they did. We were talking before we started. What was that? What's that wall walling? Yeah, stone walls. Stone walls. You know, like, yeah, just where you don't have any arm. mortar. You, we don't yeah. have any mortar. You just fit them together, and they manage to slot, and you get mile long walls where they're just yeah. put together. Which is, which is, by the way, one of the ways they built the pyramid as well. They're all stuck together with very little mortar. But like that, that skill nowadays, how many people can do that nowadays? Not very many. If you wanted to get a stone wall built, you're going to pay a lot of money now because there's not many people that can do it. Or another one might be like map reading. In a yeah. few years, in like 100 years' time, who will be able to read yeah. a map? You won't be able to read no a map. No one. And then the people in 100 years' time will not believe that we could ever get anywhere without, with a map. Like, yeah. Because we've forgotten the skill. And anyway, so I've gone off on a tangent a little bit. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's likely that they did know something that we now don't know. Either that or these aliens. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. 
<laughs> nice and simple. <laughs> but no, yeah. super interesting, isn't it? Super interesting how they've actually managed to do this. I'll probably save it for the wrap up, but there was a, a group of people who are trying to build a new pyramid now called the Earth Pyramid. So we'll have a little look into that and then maybe save that for the wrap up episode. We did, I did Google, can you build, could we build the pyramid if to de- nowadays? Short answer, yes. Longer answer, very expensive. It, especially if we were trying to do it using their methods. Like if we wanted to use cranes and stuff, of course we could build it. It probably cost quite a lot of money, but we could do it. But yeah, uh, yes, we could essentially. <laughs> <laughs> but we wouldn't know how yeah we'd have to do it a modern way not just using their like you said using their methods that would uh, that would blow our minds any other little tidbits or, or facts that you want to share with us um you know it's the third heaviest thing that has ever been built by humans okay i reckon people listening could guess the first i don't think anyone would guess the second i think you've so... said before that the heaviest one is the great wall of china is that right yeah, yeah. Heaviest thing we've ever built was the Great Wall of China. The second heaviest thing we've ever built is in northern China. It's called the Three Gorges Dam. It is the biggest dam in the world, obviously. Absolutely enormous. 42 billion tons it holds back. And a quick detour fact, because this is going to be my, my fact, but this is so interesting. This dam, I know we're talking about the pyramids but very quickly. This dam, apparently, if they shut the dam off and let all the water build up behind it, that water would be so heavy behind it that it would affect the rotation of the earth and it would slow, no, it would lengthen our day by 0.06 microseconds. What? That that's what Na- NASA scientists have worked that out, apparently. <laughs> anyway, I don't know. No, yeah, that's, that's a little fact I got. Um, I don't know. Yeah, you got anything else? Yeah, well, I, I saw that apparently tourists and Cairo locals, they try and climb to the top of the pyramid or pyramid of Khufu more often than you think. Yeah. Um, and then, so most they get arrested or they get detained on site before being let go without being charged because under Egyptian law, climbing the pyramid is prohibited, but it's not illegal. So you just, uh, you just could... get told off. So if you do climb it, you then get told off and detained, but you don't actually get arrested for doing it. Ah, interesting. Because like we were saying, it, like you said, it did used to have this limestone smooth surface, but that's sort of eroded or been taken. So it now does have a sort of step effect, doesn't it? So you yes. can get on it and climb it if you're quick, I guess. But remember, you won't get arrested, so don't worry about it. <laughs> nice. So why don't we move on then to what our actual two guys, one topic takeaway is for this week? What is it you want to tell us? All right. Well, this is why aliens probably did build it. Okay. So we said earlier that there were 2.3 million blocks, and we and they reckon it took 20 years. To lay 2.3 million blocks in 20 years, they would have had to have put a block in place every five minutes, every day and night for 20 years. Five minutes. These blocks, let's repeat, are at least as heavy as an SUV. <laughs> every five minutes they were putting one in place. Must have been aliens. And you, you said when we were talking about it, oh, what if it took them 40 years and it didn't really take 20 years? Even if it took them 40 years, that mean it, they'd be putting one in place every 10 minutes. With the every accuracy, the accuracy which they did it yeah. with as well. They've not just bodged it in. They've actually, yeah, really thought about it. Nice. Yeah, that is a How mind-boggling one. Must have been alien. F- every five minutes they were putting a block in place if it took 20 years. <sighs> Mental. Even if they put a block in place every hour. Well, you're moving these blocks. They haven't got any cranes or anything. These blocks are weighing 40 tons, some of them. 80 tons. You're doing one an hour. An hour. <laughs> You haven't even got a crane. Oh, it's mental. 
It must have been aliens. Go on, what's yours? So my two guys one topic takeaway is that the Great Pyramid of Giza, so we were saying was 146 and a half meters high. It was the tallest man-made structure for 3,800 years. Wow. 3,800 years we hadn't been able to make a structure taller than that. And that was, um, wasn't until 1311 when the, the Lincoln Cathedral in England uh, was, uh, was built at 160 metres high. So, yeah, mind-boggling. Uh, so they built a building that has lasted 4,500 years, and for nearly 4,000 of those years, it was the tallest building in the world. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm in Dubai. Is the Burj Khalifa going to be here in 4,000 years? <laughs> That, like you can't even imagine how long that is 4000 years <laughs> we'll never know we will never know uh, wow. nice what great topic to start series 9 with a bit mind boggling bit a bit tricky to get your head around um also a little bit frustrating not to realize or understand how we actually made them but yeah i love that what a great topic yeah no i agree yeah but it's like one of those where i've learned about it but i haven't learned anything like <laughs> I still don't know how it was built <laughs> crazy we hope you've enjoyed listening we hope you've enjoyed learning about the pyramids along with us as well feel free to share it with some friends or pass some knowledge on share some knowledge uh, we'd love that if you're able to do it if you want to share any thoughts with us get in contact with us on Twitter Instagram or Facebook at Two Guys One Topic. And we'll be back with you next Tuesday. Until then, get out there and share some pyramid knowledge. <laughs>